Which session singer with golden pipes managed to turn a popular TV theme song into an album of his own? Believe it or not, you'll find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl. This is the podcast in which we buy the cheapest secondhand records we can find and we give them a fair and honest review. My name is Tess and sitting here as always is Kat. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm having a good weekend. Well, are you feeling just that little bit older? I am. Yeah. I'm it was feeling your birthday. a little bit older because it was my birthday <laughs> and I also finished up work this week. So. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. I did not mean for that to sound like a, a car ad. <laughs> I promise. Hey, if I could jump, you know, <laughs> like in the Toyota ads, I probably would. But right now my movement it. is reduced to a waddle at best an amble. <laughs> you can do like a small child's version of a jump, which is bend your knees oh, yeah. and then like kind of slowly straighten. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got to say, I'm jumping. Yes. <laughs> Small child slash pregnant lady. Very pregnant lady. Jump. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, not a lot of jumping going on, mm. but I am, I am feeling pretty good. So we had some people, um, including yourself, come over yesterday and, and had a very, very relaxed yes. um, <laughs> birthday that, you know, was perfectly the right tone for a heavily pregnant person in their 30s <laughs> and I just feel like this is our life now like we're yeah like full-on adults we're in our 30s no yeah. more like crazy no more parties yeah, no, absolutely yeah. although I tell you what mm? I did wake up feeling a little bit sorry for myself this morning <laughs> too no. much like <laughs> fruit water I, yeah I went pretty hard on the kombuchas but no <laughs> I got bitten by a damn spider oh what yeah did you <laughs> yeah when we were sitting out on the grass yeah um, I think I did. I had like a little, it's actually gone now. So I, you know, can't really complain too well, much. You know what that means? You're probably going to get some superpowers. Powers? Yeah. Or the baby will. Oh, yes. Mm. Depending on what kind of spider it was. Yeah. Okay. If it was a, if well, it I'm was looking forward some to some kind of a radioactive spider. Even more. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> I won't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I certainly got bitten by a lot of ants. It's That's buggy fun. weather. Yeah, weather update. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar final yeah. weather update. Last time it was rainy, now it's buggy. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you going otherwise? What's going on? Uh, not a lot. Just I still have to go to work and that makes me sad. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, just uh, take solace in the fact that you don't have to give birth anytime soon. Okay, I do. Yeah, yeah I'll probably take that. It is a comforting thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I am reeling a little bit from the film clip that you just showed me. Yeah. So, so I've been listening to some, um, in addition to all our secondhand music, I've been listening to some firsthand music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, That's unusual for you, I feel. No, it's not unusual. I do no? listen to modern music. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard you speak about it. No, well, you for 10 years. Never heard you speak about it. Well, good old Spotify um, algorithms served me up. Um, an artist that I have listened to quite a bit in the past who has just released a new EP mm-hmm. um, called, his name is Sebastian Tellier. He's a French um, guy. I don't know what his genre is. It's pop. And yeah, just like yeah. French music. Yeah, mm. French touch kind mm-hmm. of like with that sort of slight edge of disco kind of mm. feel to it. And it's a collaboration between him and a guy called Salvatore Ganacci. Yep, that's definitely how you say it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
The EP that they just released is called Boycicle. Now, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's not bicycle. No, it's it's Boycicle. It's Boycicle, and it, the single with the same name just has. One of the best film clips I've seen in recent memory. <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> off-putting. Like, I'm still, like, not quite feeling right. So have a look. Look it up. It's... Um, oh, it, we'll put it in our show notes. We'll put it in our yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a... So it's like a centaur. He's like a centaur. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of a horse's... Man's body, horse's legs, we've got man's body um, and... Motorcycle, motorcycle made out of flesh motorcycle yeah and there's a whole story it's very compelling a, yeah. a, a man um finds him in a, a big sort of wreckage heap mm-hmm. and nurses him back to health and and he becomes his boycicle and, <laughs> and he he dreams of of becoming a mansicle and yeah, <laughs> driving and- off on his own <laughs> It's it's definitely worth checking out. It um it gives me the same kind of uneasy feeling as um several years ago there was an like a beer ad where a guy's asleep and his tongue oh, yeah. comes out of his mouth. Oh, I and, hated like, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so for those of you who haven't seen it, his tongue comes out of his mouth as he's sleeping and just like kind of just propels itself along and goes like a and, little slug. Yes. Yeah. And goes and gets a bottle of beer and like brings it back to the guy. Yeah. Just and then the guy like wakes up with the beer in his mouth and it's very very it's awful yeah <laughs> I mean it's great like it was so well made yeah and that's right well it w- yeah and you know we're talking about it but it gives you yeah the body horrors <laughs> yeah yeah this gives me the same vibes what about yeah. you have you been listening to any first hand music lately of note well um a few weeks ago uh, at the beginning of the year I talked about my my dream for 2020 was which is to go to like 20, 20 bands in 2020 20 bands, yeah yeah and I feel like I'm I'm on the way yeah uh, I have just bought tickets to uh, confidence man which is like a really really fun Australian band okay mm-hmm. my boyfriend wants to talk my boyfriend talks too much and that's coming up in uh, April or May, and also Odette, uh, who's like a very talented young Australian singer-songwriter. Um, I think she must be releasing another album soon because, yeah. Good stuff. Why else would she be touring? Yeah, so I'm really happy about the next couple of months. Oh, good. Well, I will um, aim to live vicariously through you (laughs) going to those gigs because I'll be... At home with the Wiggles. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get back to secondhand music. What have you brought for us to listen to today? So today we've got a Kraken record for you. Um, it's it's one that I've really been enjoying and it has some intriguing stories behind it. Uh, the record is called America's Greatest Hero and it's by a fella called Joey Scarberry. And what year? It's from 1981. Oh, very good. Where did you find this record? So this is another in the, the huge pile that I got from Hamilton Binney's. Mm-hmm. And how much did it set you back? And one dollar is their going rate for vinyl. So fantastic! Yes. Uh, according to Discogs, how much is it worth? Five bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than a dollar. That's good. Uh, could you find it online if you looked? Yeah, you can actually. You can mm-hmm. find it everywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. If oh. you want it. Should we look at the cover? Yes, I think we must. <laughs> I think you can immediately see why I picked it up. Uh huh. It looks amazing. Yeah. So. 
we've got Joey Scarberry, the man himself, is standing in front of a map of America. Mm-hmm. Um, he is wearing a three-piece kind of bone-coloured suit. I would also call it bone. Yes. Um, yes. With a matching, like, bone-coloured tie. Uh-huh. And the shirt's about the same colour as well. <laughs> yeah. it's This is power dressing. It's a, it's a look. It is power dressing. <laughs> and Monochrome. And just, like, it's a real testament to his facial styling that the suit actually didn't isn't the thing that stood out to me. <laughs> the thing that stood out to me was his... Like pedo glasses and yeah. pedo mustache. Big old eighties mustache. Yeah. He looks like to me like a substitute teacher from Hamburg or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and particularly him in front of the American flag. And so the American flag is divided on either side of him with the um Western states being red and the eastern states being blue. Uh-huh. And he's in the middle as the white. So you've got red, white, and blue. Yeah. I didn't make that leap, but now that you've said it, yes, I can. I can kind yes. of see that. <laughs> but I think it like it's actually. I mean, yes, those are the American flag colors, but in that configuration, to me, it kind of looks like a a backward French flag or something. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> so I think that's why I got this sort of European yeah, that's vibe. It. From yeah, because <laughs> to me, it looks like someone who. Maybe loves America from afar. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yes. And he's just like... I'm America's greatest hero, no? Amer- yeah, exactly. Like it's a Borat type situation. Yeah. He's also got a medal on his lapel. Um, it looks a little bit like a war award. Yeah, like the sort of That's, striped ribbon. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then when you... The actual sort of medal part, it's actually just a golden J for Joey. <laughs> J for Joey. <laughs> and um, when we turn it over... Same Joey, same suit, same American flag, and we also have a white baby grand piano. Yeah. And he looks really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like he just he doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who thrives uh, in front of a camera. Like who just like he, yeah. he want he doesn't particularly want to be here, I feel. No, he's mm. kind of a goofy looking dude, let's face it. <laughs> well, you know, it already looks great. Mm-hmm. I think we should take a short break. And when we get back, we'll have a listen and we'll talk about America's Greatest Hero by Joey Scarberry. You did a beautiful job, Joey. They Thank just you, love Mr. you, though. Mr. Cash, that's my daddy. I'm John, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, they tell me that uh, you've been doing a fine job working up uh, Folsom Prison Blues and playing it. Well, I guess so, but I can't pick the break too well. Well, now, don't worry about that, because I'm not too hot on that myself. But why don't you say let's try it, huh? All right. Dan, would you join in and sing with us? Dan, you're going to do it. <laughs> I hear the train is coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I see the sunshine. I don't know when I'm stepping forward and beating. And I'm on. Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard a little clip of Joey Scarberry at age 13 on the Johnny Cash show singing with Johnny Cash himself. What an incredible experience for anyone, let alone a 13-year-old. Yeah, it's he started his career at 13, very yeah. young. Um, it's quite a cute story, actually, of how he, he managed to get going in his mm-hmm. career. 
um, his mum was working in a furniture shop and she sold some furniture to a fellow called Bob Webb. And she did what I think is just like the ultimate <laughs> mum move <laughs> and said, Bob Webb, Webb, you're not related to the famous songwriter Jimmy Webb, are you? <laughs> and Bob Webb, who um, Jimmy Webb, by the way, uh, wrote, amongst other things, the song MacArthur Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Bob said, well, yes, in fact, I'm his father. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, uh, Mrs. Scarberry pulls out the mum moves and goes, oh, you should hear my Joey. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's got a fabulous voice. He's a lovely singer. And... Somehow, Bob Webb went, oh, all right, well, let's set up a meeting. Wow. And and got the the ball rolling on, on Joey's Good career. Good move, Mum. Yeah. Apparently like, she used to enter him into talent shows, so she yeah. was a bit of a showbiz mum, I suppose. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like. And the next thing you know, he's singing alongside Johnny Cash. Can you imagine? I truly can't. If that was me at age 13, (laughs) it would have been like, Mum. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. embarrassing. (laughs) Just let me be America's greatest hero on my own. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, good on you, Mrs. Scarberry, because you did get the ball rolling on Johnny's career. He he had – he recorded an album with Jimmy and Bob Webb involved and – Like as a teenager? As a teenager, yeah. um, as a as a 13, 14-year-old. Huh. Um, and he had a single that got released, um, but unfortunately it was a bit of a flop. Do you think maybe it was too early for, like, the child prodigy musician? Like, you know, you think mm, of no, bands. I think, I think there was still, t- like, there was definitely teen stars oh, in those were? days for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a bit like a, a Justin Bieber kind of. That's exactly situation, what I was going to yeah. to draw the um, the comparison to. Yeah, no, there mm. were. I think I'm pretty sure in those days there was for sure child stars. Okay, happening. Just no YouTube. Um, yeah, well, exactly. It was it was a different world. Yeah, so didn't quite make it as a child mm. star, but then went on to basically just be a, a working musician. Mm. He. Um, was a backup singer for Loretta Lynn. Oh, yes, country singer. And he was being managed, or not managed, but produced by a guy called Mike Post. Yeah. Now, Mike Post worked in a songwriting team with another guy called Stephen Gayer, who was a lyricist. And they were very um, active and well-known for writing and producing a bunch of very famous TV theme songs. Oh, I think the the dots are starting to connect in my mind here. <laughs> That's right. The story's yeah. starting to emerge. Yes. So um, together they wrote um, the theme songs for Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, mm. The A-Team, mm. NYPD Blue, Renegade, The Rockford Files, Quantum Leap, Magnum P.I., Hill Street wow. Blues. Uh, some of them I don't know, but the majority I do and the majority are quite iconic. Like, they, yeah, they're very instantly brought to mind, instantly recognizable. Yeah, and yeah. if you happen to look up the other ones, I did spend some time looking up those theme songs, and oh, they're yeah. all just crackers. They're all oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Post is doing all this. He also, um, you know, just as an aside, has worked with Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, and Van Halen. So he's like a oh, big right. time music guy, huh. and he's also producing Joey Scarberry. 
Now, Mike Post and Stephen Geyer have the task of writing uh, a theme song for a new uh, television show, Mm -hmm. which is called The Greatest American Hero. And he says, I've got a good voice to sing this theme song. Mm -hmm. Let's get this fella Joey Scarborough involved. Yeah. In fact, in the pilot, there is no lyric. Like he does, there's no singer, right? Yeah, that's right. The yeah. pilot is available on YouTube um, and it's it's uh, sort of a more pareback, sort of uh, cheaper produced yeah. version of yeah. the theme song, but there's no, there's no singing at all. Um, thankfully, they went on to produce a really great version of it mm. with Joey singing the lyrics. One of the best moves, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes Joey uh, a star because... People are in love with this theme song. They start ringing up the radio, requesting it. It starts selling singles and Mm -hmm. they very quickly and very hastily decide to jump on this opportunity and produce the album that is America's Greatest Hero. Now, I feel like history has shown us that very quickly and very hastily put together albums (laughs) that are just based off one uh, surprise success well, the whole album's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> Usually the rest yeah. of the album is shit. Um, Joey's, he is your classic one-hit wonder. Yeah. He never managed to follow up in terms of the success of this mm. one single. But let's have a listen to it. Yeah. You may very well recognise the song, which is track one, which is the one that, that earned him his fame. Mm-hmm. It is called, I'm going to get it right, The theme from The Greatest American Hero, in brackets, believe it or not. does have a really lovely voice. Mm. I'm glad that like puberty didn't ruin it. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me Kat, how do you know this song? From George Costanza's answering machine on Seinfeld? Me too! <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people will know it from, from there. Yeah. Um, I think a handful of people might remember it from the TV show. I don't know um, what how it got aired in Australia or or whether it was successful here or not. So it's from the, is it the early 80s? Yeah, well, this record's from 1981. Mm. Do you want to know my only uh, kind of thing that I want to nitpick about this as a TV theme song? Please. Um, <laughs> I love it whenever a, a theme song uh, succinctly describes the premise of the show. Oh, yeah. And this does not. <laughs> no. So examples... Of ones that that do describe the premise uh, is uh, the nanny. Oh yes. Uh, one of my party tricks is singing that from beginning to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could tell you all the lyrics to that too. Yeah. Actually, I was in uh, at work the other day, and someone from the UK had never heard of the nanny oh. and had no idea. And then someone else rattled out all the words to the theme song, she and was she was just a bride of flashing queen. <laughs> She's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> With no context, it's very odd. 
Um, the Brady Bunch also oh, describes yeah, yeah, the yeah. entire premise. Yeah. That's all I got, but I'm sure there's more. Well, look, if you if you're into crap lyrics, stay tuned because there's <laughs> there's definitely some some not so great ones on the rest of this album. But this song in particular, I mean, I, I think if it doesn't succinctly um, sum up the show, I think it very succinctly uh, sums up this moment in Joey Scarberry's life because for someone who was not aiming to be a star Mm. and I I don't think he ever was aiming to be a real star um, he was a working musician Mm. and then all of a sudden he records this song and he just has this moment (gasps) it's just me and and he's just loving it. it and I have read an interview with him where he's just so humble and so thankful for his time that he got being the small amount of time yeah um and he was completely happy to when it all sort of wrapped up to just move on oh yeah yeah 15 minutes is plenty he said once in a lifetime how many people can say they've had a beautiful family and a number one record and a gold record and made a living doing what they love I didn't let it go to my head. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, bless. She's just so nice. How do you reckon his mum felt? Like all of her efforts, like finally <laughs> she must have been amounted to something. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, he says, yeah. So he was 26 years old at the time he did, did this. He said, I was making money doing what I loved. Hmm. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. He I- also attributes the success of the song um, to the fact that it's a really happy and joyful song. It truly is. And that mm. is the emotion that I get whenever I listen to it and when I sing it in the shower, yeah. which is, you know, ever, ever since like Ooh, trying to good shower figure song. this out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the resonance there is just really on point. And just to get your day started. Yeah. You know? Like what a great mm-hmm. tone to set for the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Look, it's got – it's so um, – He's like we said. His voice is great. Yes, he's got a really good voice. Mm. The there's a cracking guitar solo in there. It's got yes. that nice, um, like harmonic guitar sound that I've heard in things like Hall and Oates, which I really like. Sure, yeah, yeah, I love it. I really like that song, and I didn't know that it could be better than the George Costanza. Uh, answering machine, but here we are. What a pleasant surprise that he <laughs> sings better than George Costanza. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Well, did you know that Jason Alexander, who plays George Costanza, is, like, supposed to be a singer? Oh, yeah? Yeah, but he's just – and he was in – we are going on a huge tangent. Bear with me. He's in this, like <laughs> – I love your um, – your uh, what do we call them? Um, tenuous links. <laughs> yes. I feel like we should make this a segment of the show, just like, cats, tenuous links, tell us something that has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> It's my entire life. Um, I'm going to put this in the show notes. Show notes because it's that hilarious. Please Jason do. Alexander, as a maybe in his mid twenties, early twenties, mm-hmm. before he was famous from Seinfeld, in a McDonald's ad. Oh, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. And he's like um, singing on it, and it's like um, you want to keep your your hot things hot and your cool things cool. <laughs> This is what we're doing with the new McBLT. Keep the cool things cool. Cool. 
cool, kick the butt, then ha, ha. He's got these like backup dances and stuff. I love seeing it's him phenomenal. in stuff where it's really um, surprising because he's he plays like a kind of a smooth, cool dude. Yes. Um, and only knowing which is him something that he can actually do. Yeah. You know. He's got a good range, yeah. but we only know him as a, a bumbling neurotic. kind of neurotic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, back yes. to Joey. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so like we said, they pounced on the success of this and they hastily put this together. Mm. Now, let's have a listen to some of the other th- songs. Yeah. So this is another track. This is called Take This Heart of Mine. It's track one on side two of the album. Take this heart of mine. Man, there's no mucking around with that beginning. Oh, it just goes strong, straight in. Yeah. Straight so, to the chorus too. Like there's no verse. Yeah. There's no <laughs> instrumental. Just yeah, it's good. Boom. Like, so many songs on this album are just perfectly crafted little hooky 80s, mm-hmm. you know, that could very easily be hits. Yeah. If they only had, like, the listenership and the opportunity. Like, yeah. they're just as good as many of the other hits of that period, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, this is reminding me a lot of maybe, like, the Doobie Brothers. Especially this part. Yeah. yeah. That little piano bit. Yeah. It's very clearly put together by people who absolutely know what they're doing uh-huh. in terms of writing perfectly crafted little pop songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, some people might be cynical about that, but I think, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah, yeah just, like, good, clean fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there's some impressive personnel on this album, oh, yeah? too. There's, there's a lot of um, session musicians who have worked on some pretty impressive credits. Mm. The guitar solo that you're about to hear that's going to come up. I'm not sure actually who. There's three guitarists listed. Mm. Um, we've got John Gu. <laughs> His name's G-O-U-X. I'm going to say that's pronounced oh, yeah, Gu. Yeah. Gao. Um, Larry Carlton and, and Stephen Gayer, whose name we heard before as the oh, lyricist. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, I just love that key change going straight into a straight into a guitar screaming solo. guitar solo. I, yeah. It's and, perfect. Yeah. And like all throughout this song, like he's Joey mm-hmm. been doing all these like little vocal runs and like, you know, his vibrato is perfect. Yes. Yes. And yeah, there's so great accomplished. backup singers. Oh yeah. The little harmonies in the, yeah. Listen to that. One of which is actually him. Interestingly. <laughs> <laughs> but in his starring moment, he's just like, oh, I'll do a bit of backup. <laughs> <laughs> but back to these guitarists. Yes. So, so we've got Johnny or John gal mm-hmm. uh, has worked with Dolly Parton, mm. um, Quincy Jones, um, and apparently Alyssa Milano released a single. Uh, as in back one in of the the, um, the Charm Sisters. This, yes. Yeah. No, I think I know the song. I've like found her single like in my you know browsing of the internet, yeah, and it's yeah. terrible, right? Yeah, it's not great. Yes. Okay, I'll find it and put in the show notes. She didn't become a singer. She became an actor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we've got Larry Carlton. He's a very prolific jazz guitarist. He has worked with 
none other than Streisand. Ooh, uh, Barbara? <laughs> yes, the very oh, same. <laughs> Peggy Lee, Henry Mancini, Towns Van Zandt, The Partridge Family, The Four Tops, Dusty Springfield, Neil Diamond, Steely Dan, Joni Mitchell, Linda Ronstadt, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Chet Atkins, David Crosby, Joan Byers, etc. God, leave so, some musicians for yeah. someone else, please. That <laughs> this, is... guy, this guy knows his shit. Huge. And um, we've also got um, Stephen Geyer, who, as we said, is – uh, I think primarily a lyricist along with mm-hmm. Mike Post. Um, but he, he worked with Kim Carnes on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the bass player is Leland Sklar, who's also worked with... Whoa, Le- what a name. Just <laughs> Let's just back up. Leland Sklar. Leland Sklar. It's very um, <laughs> Scandy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's worked with Linda Ronstadt, James Taylor, Hall & Oates, Jackson Brown, Phil Collins, Reba McIntyre. And we've got um, Neil Steubenhouse also on the bass, who is also a very prolific session musician. Um, he's got many of the same credits as Larry Carlton. So, I mean, it's not they surprising. hired people yeah. who knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's, you know, hearing, well, two so far, but very polished songs. Yeah. Not a surprise yeah. hearing, hearing those stats. Yeah. I mean, there was another um, song that, did chart from this album, which is called When She Dances. Mm -hmm. Uh, It reached number 49, so it wasn't a huge hit. Mm. Um, Top 50. Yeah, you know, it's not too shabby. Just just made it. It was Joey's only other charting hit. Mm. Um, It's it's pretty, like, the lyrics in it aren't great. It's, it's, you know, about him falling in love with a girl who's dancing on the dance floor. Um, There's some pretty weird... Uh, lyrics in there he says maybe she don't oh she don't talk much maybe she's simple maybe she's just shy <laughs> maybe <to> she's <laughs> simple yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll uh, just go take advantage of this intellectually this, disabled person yeah. <laughs> romance yeah um, gross yeah so oh that's a bit of a downer considering I was just saying how but, but great it, it was you know again it's another sort of perfectly crafted yeah. 80s pop song it's got hooky it's got a nice guitar solo I mean which is look whatever happened to the guitar solo oh yeah we need to bring it back bring um, it back but you know let's be honest about this type of music people aren't listening to the lyrics true like no one cares about the lyrics true yeah but when you got someone who's singing as well and as clearly as Joey you can't help but Sometimes listen to the lyrics. Mm. And this is yeah, why I want to go into one of my favorite songs from the album. Yes. Which is called Some of My Old Friends. Okay. Because the storytelling in this is phenomenal. Some of my old friends have fallen behind. Seems like their dreams just exceeded their grasp. With too much <laughs> Some of his friends. Like, is this in the same way as, like, you know, asking for a friend, but it's clearly about yourself? Yeah. And he's talking about himself. Or is he super judgy? And he's like, look where I am, guys. Recording this, like, amazing album. And yeah. All my yeah. other friends. I'm like, just America's greatest hero. Yeah. And yeah. Some of my friends aren't doing so well. Yeah. I mean, it, as you will be able to hear, it's a song about compromised dreams, real life getting in the way of how you thought things were going to be. Mm. Um, coming up is my absolute favourite lyric, which well, I'll just let you listen to. I'm in the ladder of social acceptance, chasing a piece of the corporate time, keeping an eye on the 
climbing the ladder of social acceptance, chasing a piece of the corporate pie. I wondered for a moment whether I was an idiot who had never heard of this amazing meta, like, you know, phrase. Corporate like, pie. Corporate pie. Yeah. Everyone wants a piece of corporate pie. Oh, man. Um, no, I don't, I've never heard anyone refer to the corporate pie before. <laughs> but, um. And it's also like climbing la- the ladder. It's about like getting further in your career. It's not yeah. about social acceptance. Yeah, I think he's mixing his metaphors a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, look, it paints a very vivid picture. Of, <laughs> <laughs> like, fatties eating the pie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've all chased a piece of that corporate pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or climbed the ladder of social acceptance. Yeah. Um, look, I think that if, if this was another theme song to a sitcom... It would be a very depressing sitcom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it would be awful. It would be like these depressed adults who were like in a cubicle and like just like doing their boring job yeah. and like reminiscing about the old days, the like their days, days in high school yeah, yeah. and just like thinking about, about all the things that they could have done. But it's it's like, it's very valid um, subject matter, but, and, and, and you know, the song itself, Again, hooky, mm-hmm. like produced really well. There's a Kraken, uh, what we thought was probably a guitar solo. Yeah, in I think it might be well. a guitar solo, <laughs> um, which is but, so uh, sweet. Yeah, very literal lyrics that are, are just a I, little on the nose. I posit to you a theory. This is the exact opposite of Believe It or Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In theme, in the emotion it evokes. What comes up? Uh-huh. Must go down. Yes. Oh, I'm depressed now. Because I had so much potential growing up. Did you know that when I when I was like a young child, I can't believe I'm going to say it. When I was a young child, I, so I've we, got two older brothers. Yeah. And one of them is nine years older than me and the other one is four and a half years older yes. than me. And there were like, you know, teenage sensations of, in various fields when I was like quite young. So think of like Ian Thorpe, for example, yes. like winning gold medals mm-hmm. when he's 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, I just assumed that I would be that amazing, that I yeah. would be doing these things and that my older brothers who were around that age were like really slipping, really slipping because <laughs> yeah. they weren't doing anything with their life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's we're we're both I think a product of the self esteem generation because yeah. I had the same thing. Like I remember doing one or two gymnastics lessons and going counting forward and going right year two thousand. Yeah, I could be in the Olympics. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but as Joey says, some what is it? Some, some move, up, move up, some, some move, out, move out, and some never move some at all. Stay right where they are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we've all, you know, we're just still climbing that ladder of yeah. social acceptance and chasing a piece, which for some Corporate reason pie. of the pie is running away. you got to chase it. <laughs> you got to <laughs> chase a piece of the corporate pie. You've got those these fat cats at the top of the ladder holding the pie. On a string. Yes. They're pulling it. And they're pulling it along <laughs> and you're chasing a piece. Just one. Just one piece. Um, and that's and that's the life yeah. that you find yourself in. Yeah. Well, let's not get too depressed. I think we should take a short break. And when we get back, we'll talk about our overall conclusions of this record.
Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard a snippet of the theme song from uh, one of the Peanuts movies, Snoopy movies, called Flash Beagle that Joey Scarberry sang with a lady called Desiree Goyette. And it is a absolutely wonderful video. That oh, we'll, yeah. It's on, in the show notes. Oh, uh, man. Oh, Check it out because such it, a is, treat. it could not be more 80s uh-huh. <laughs> if it tried. Uh-huh. We've got um, – so, I, I look, I've never seen Flash Beagle, but it seems to be – You <laughs> haven't? The classic Flash Beagle? <laughs> in the video, we've got Snoopy um, dancing in – a leotard and leg warmers. Uh-huh. Um, it's the song itself. I think is modelled after what we got. Flash dance. Yeah, all those sort of, types um, of you know eighties yeah. dance movies. Um, so we've got Joey and Desiree singing in the studio, just belting out this you know this great song. Um, we've also got a dancer in again leotard and leg warmers doing this um, you know really great. 80s kind of contemporary like jazz ballet kind of uh-huh. you know situation dancing and then you've got an animator rotoscoping that dancing and making Snoopy do the exact same oh, dancing it's very and cute he's dancing on a, a like a disco light up dance floor um much like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever yes. <laughs> and I I tr- I hadn't seen that before, before you showed me, and I just really enjoyed it. Like, there's no irony in my enjoyment. I just <laughs> I just like it. It's just great. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what Joey did. He went on, he, you know, he kept working as a singer. Um, he actually had, he wrote a song that reached number one oh. um, for a group called the Oak Ridge Boys, and the song was called No Matter How High. That was in 1989. Oh. Um, we'll play a little bit of that. No matter how high I get, I'll always look up to you. You'll always be number one. I'll settle for number two. You've always been there for me. Maybe I must confess, I'll always look up to you. No matter how high I get. And if you get a chance, look up the YouTube. Well, again, show Shout notes. Um, of the video of that because it's it's really beautiful. These guys are just like kind of daggy country music uh-huh. guys. And this video is, a, a, you know, it's a love song, but it's to all of their mums and all of their mums are in the film. Oh, my in God. The music and, so, video. And, and Joey wrote it. Yeah. Because he loves how much his mum, oh, like, yeah. I never you know, even put that together. made him who he became. It's sweet. Oh, bless him. It's nice. As we talk about our conclusion, I'd like to um, just play another track from the album, which is called which is called Down the Backstairs of My Life. Um, a very touching uh, farewell song, perhaps a breakup song with just the sickest burn ever, which is <laughs> as you leave, <laughs> please tiptoe down the backstairs of my life. I'm going to... Because I often say the phrase don't let the door hit you on the ass yeah, as you're yeah. like, I don't really but <laughs> if I did I would swap it to this, this immediately. This is a, a new and improved. I like it yeah. better. It's, it's somehow so much harsher. It's like please don't disturb me as yes. you're leaving. <laughs> so Kat what do you think about this uh, this album? Well it's a mixed bag. 
for me. Like, mm-hmm. so certainly he is super talented. Mm-hmm. Certainly the production value is super high. Certainly there are some very talented musicians. And I do very much like Believe It or Not. Mm. But it probably doesn't hold up overall as a as a full record. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me wonder. Like, they put it together so fast. They didn't have Joey write any of the songs. Yeah. I wonder if they took a tiny bit more time and had him actually be, be a little bit more involved in the entire process. Yes. Considering, you know, the success that we just spoke about with his songwriting ability. Yeah. Look, yeah, maybe it would have been better. I think in an, in an ideal and just world, Joey would have met up with a really good creative band yes. and become a singer of a like a really good band yeah. rather than being a, a solo act who's sort of being produced by other people. Um, I can actually imagine a um, alternate universe where he does like the Phil Collins Genesis thing. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah, like he started off with the band and then he Has breaks the success free. with the band yeah. and then goes solo. Yeah, yeah. that could have worked for yeah. him too. Um, I think, you know, with this album, he's done a good job at making Hay While the Sun Shines. Mm. And I think, like you said before, you know, it's been put together by people who really know what they're doing, which if you're cynical about it, you can be like, well, it's, you know, by the book bubblegum kind mm. of pop. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because it's so catchy and hooky and I just I really enjoy this album. So do you think you'll keep it? Absolutely. I'm really yeah. glad that I stumbled upon it. I mm-hmm. never would have listen to you know like we said he's a one-hit wonder and Mm. i never would have oh yeah dove into the back catalog of that song that i heard (laughs) one time on seinfeld (laughs) Um, Uh, and honestly it would have been weird if you had yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a shame he never followed it up with anything Mm. um because he does he's you know he's a talented singer and he not only you know has a nice voice but it he does he brings a lot of feeling to the songs yeah true yeah Yeah, i agree with that so you know what could have been Mm. well okay so for anyone who happens to see this uh in the record bin what Mm. do you think is a fair price to pay for it oh i'd pay a solid 10 to 15 bucks for this one yeah okay yeah how about you um i reckon about the five bucks yeah that it's on discords yeah Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed Joey Scarberry's America's Greatest Hero. You can hit us up on Facebook or um, email at $1vinyl at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Um, Please chuck us a rating in iTunes if you feel so uh, generous. And um, next week we'll be listening to an album by a fellow the name of Paul Nicholas who is a singer with a background in musical theatre. I know a lot of people really enjoy that, so you can look (laughs) forward to that. And remember, as Jerry Scarberry says, as you leave, please tiptoe down the back stairs of my life. (laughs) Such a sick burn. (laughs) Bye, Joey. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Tiptoe.